Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. 39 days, 39 long and relentless days, 39 days of the same thing, where is the leader? 39 days, the Israel army walks out to the valley and stands across from the Philistine army, 39 days of relentless, relentless noise. Today is day 40. We got up, they had their breakfast, and they dressed for war. They marched to the edge of the valley, and they stopped, and they were taunted. For 40 days, their king, their king that they had asked God for, their king that they had begged God for, their king that they had said, God, look at all the other nations with a king, sat in his tent, scared, frozen, terrified of the army on the other side, this man who was king, this man who Israel looked and said, that should be our king. He stands head and shoulders above the rest of our country, this king who God has won battles with, this king who God anointed, sat in his tent, terrified. Did he not remember the crushing defeats of the Ammonites? Did he not remember the crushing defeat of the Amalekites for 40 days? He was gripped with fear because for 40 days he had been taunted by one that stood head and shoulders over him, a Philistine champion, a nine-foot behemoth, Goliath, screaming across the valley floor, begging for a fight. He didn't want a war. He didn't want a battle. He wanted one man. To come and fight him. One man to do battle. A simple 1v1. A back alley brawl in the middle of a valley. And where was Israel's king? Hiding in his tent. Where was Israel's God? Was he still with the king? And day 40 started like every other day started. And now the Philistine army had come to the edge of the valley, banging their weapons of war on the ground. And across the valley, the ground shook. How many more days would it be? How many more days would the army come to the edge of the valley, banging their weapons of war, begging someone to engage them. How long before the king came out to face them? 
how long before the king's army turned on him, how long before God did something. But day 40 was going to be different. Like when the rain stopped after 40 days for Noah, maybe today would be the day that the Philistine army would be drowned out. We're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, aren't we? This day definitely started differently. Jesse, a shepherd boy who had some sons in the army, decided today that it would be a good day for his youngest to deliver some bread, some oats, some cheeses to his brothers and the leaders of the unit. It is a good day to start the day with breads and oats and cheeses. But David wasn't just the youngest son of Jesse, was he? David, David was special. David had secretly been anointed by the prophet Samuel. Samuel had come. God had told Samuel that he was done with Saul. Saul was not listening and his time was over. And Samuel went to Jesse and said, Where is your son that I may anoint him as king? And Jesse, probably feeling quite proud that his son has been chosen by God, goes and gets his oldest son, the tallest son, the best of the bunch. And the son walks in. Can you imagine it? About to be king. About to be anointed king. That's not him. Get your second son. And the second son comes in. (laughs) Guess it's my turn. It's not him. And he went through the sons. And son after son after son, God, through Samuel, says, that's not him. Have you got any more sons? Well, there's David, but he's just out tending sheep. He's just out looking after our flock. Go and get him. Go and get him. And David walks in, young, small. That's the one. That's the one, God says to Samuel. And David gets down. And Samuel anoints him to be future king. As David stood there amongst his brothers, David took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Filled with God's Spirit. Destined to be king. And maybe on day 40... He would act like it because someone needed to. And so David brings these delightful treats to the battleground and he gets there and he is astonished. Not at the size of the Philistine army, not at the size of nine foot Goliath, but at the fear that has paralyzed God's people. At the fear that has a king hiding in a tent. For 40 days, Goliath had stood before the armies of Israel. He stood and shouted a taunt to all the Israelites, Why are you all coming out to fight? I am the Philistine champion, but you are only servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will all be your slaves." But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. 
I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. And this day, David is near the battle lines. And he hears as Goliath taunts. He sees him strut and shout at the armies of the Lord. And like every day before it, the army scattered. The armies ran. Have you seen the giant? Have you heard the giant? They are terrified. And so is their king. Goliath had caused so much fear that the king was offering up great rewards. What are these rewards, David asks? No taxes for the family of the man who defeats him. What a prize. And and a daughter of the king to marry. Coming into the royal family is what he's offering. And David heard this. And he asked, who is this pagan? Who is this pagan Philistine that would defy the armies of the living God? David's brothers, probably still a little bit hurt from being passed over to be anointed as king. Tell David to be quiet. Be quiet. Who are you, little shepherd boy? Who are you? But David won't stop asking these questions. David won't stop asking, who is this man that defies the armies of the living God? And word soon gets to Saul's tent that there's a young buck running around, not scared, not gripped with fear. And he calls for David. The king calls for the shepherd boy. The king calls for the one that he doesn't know yet is going to take over. His kingdom. And David says this all, don't worry about this Philistine. I'll go fight him. King Saul, terrified. His warriors, terrified. The shepherd boy, filled with God's spirit, not terrified. I will go and fight him. You can't. Don't be ridiculous. Saul responds. You're just a boy. I don't know if he knows he's been hiding in his tent for the last 40 days. I don't know if he knows what ridiculous is, but a king hiding in his tent is certainly ridiculous. You're only a boy. Goliath has been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have taken care of my father's flock. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it and I club it and I rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I will capture it by the jaw and I will kill it. And this is David. This is this fearless shepherd boy. I have done to both lions and bears and I will do it to this Philistine, this pagan Philistine who has defied the armies of the living God for too long. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion will rescue me from this Philistine. David must have been some great speaker because the king relents. The king, go ahead. Go and do what you will. And so Saul gives David his armor. Now there's a little size discrepancy between Saul, the king, and David, the shepherd boy. And Saul thinks, 
I better give you my helmet, and I better give you my, my coat, and take my sword. And it weighs David down. These man-made weapons of war that the king who owns them was too afraid to use, he's trying to pass off to the man who comes with the Spirit of the Lord. And David says, no, I cannot take these. I cannot walk in these. I'm not used to them. And David takes them off, and he goes and he picks up five small stones from the stream. And he puts them in his shepherd's bag. And then armed with only his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to the Philistine. Goliath walked out to David, towards David. Goliath's got a shield bearer in front of him. Goliath doesn't carry his own shield, it's too heavy. He's got one man to do that for him. And he sneers at David and sneers at Israel and sneers at God. Is this who you're sending? What am I? A dog? That you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David with a whole range of names. Come over here and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the wild animals. And David replies, to this Philistine with so much confidence. You come at me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head, and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give it to us. Are you in the valley? Can you imagine the scene playing out? The young shepherd boy walking out to face the giant, Goliath laughing maniacally. Goliath's army laughing maniacally. Look at this kid. Look at this kid with a stick and some stones. Goliath with his size and strength. But David, not just sticks and stones. David filled with the Holy Spirit. And Goliath has no idea that he has no chance. And Goliath charges at David. I imagine the roar of his army was thundering. At least one army was loud and confident that day. Could Saul's army even watch? And as Goliath charged, as he did so, David reaches into his pouch. And he pulls out a stone and places it into a sling. I imagine for David, time started to slow down in that moment. This Goliath charging towards him. He might have heard Saul peer open his tent and, and look out. Is this the end of my kingdom? Well, it was, but not in the way that he thought. And David sees the charging giant and he starts to swing the sling. And as the giant charges, he 
He lets it go. And I bet as that stone flew, there was silence. And in that silence, do you think the words of David ran inside the heads of both armies? Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I will cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give it to us. We tell the story of David and Goliath. The world knows the story of David and Goliath. The world describes the story of David and Goliath as a story of the great underdog who won. But that's not quite the story. Because this is the story of the great underdog, but perhaps the church is bought into the underdog winning. Perhaps the, the church thinks that the underdog won. How is a man filled with God's spirit, walking in God's will, an underdog? The story of David and Goliath is indeed a story of an underdog. Goliath had no chance. Goliath had no chance against God's spirit who was battling through David that day. God's spirit brings help is our theme for the day. God's spirit is help. And this is just one of many times in scripture where God's spirit helps God's people. Where God's Spirit rescues God's people, reminds God's people who He is and what He can do. Look at what David says. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues His people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and He will give you to us. Any other king, he's going to celebrate how good he was. The armies of Saul knew Saul won wars, but here David was, not yet king, but to be king, had his heart right, had his head right. This is the Lord's battle. This is the Lord's army. The Lord is the one who will be remembered this day. David was filled with God's spirit. He listened and he obeyed. Unlike in the times of David and of Saul, God doesn't limit his spirit to one person. He pours it out for all. Barry reminded us last week that all those who, who, who follow Jesus are filled with the spirit of God and will do greater things than even Jesus. What limits us than doing greater things than even Jesus? Have we bought into the underdog narrative? Have we let the giants in our own lives stand across the valley and taunt us? Because we all face giants. All of us face giants. We face different giants. Sometimes we face a different one every day. And sometimes we face the same one every day. 
And often, I think we, the church, we do it alone. And we cower in our tent because we don't know how to defeat the giant. What is your giant? Don't be afraid to name your giants. It might be a giant of lust or anger or a giant that speaks into you and says you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or a giant that tells you that you need to be someone else or you need to look different. The giant might be health stress or financial stress. Giants come in many ways and giants attack in many ways. Do not be paralyzed with fear in the face of giants. Because God's Spirit, the one that fills all believers, is not a spirit of fear. Second Timothy tells us, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And when we allow Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to transform us, we become more like the people that God created us to be. And we can do more of the things that he created us to do. And we have it a little better than how David had it. Because remember, the Spirit is poured out for all. These days, God's Spirit is available to all of us. And so you don't have to battle the giants alone. That's what the church is for. That's what the people next to you are for. That's what your life group is for. We battle giants together. We battle giants together. Why did Jesus say that we could do even greater things than him? Because Jesus knew that while Jesus was on earth, the Spirit was contained within him. The Spirit had limited itself until Jesus did what only Jesus could do on the cross. And once He had done that. Once he had broken the divide, the Spirit could be poured out for all. For all believers, all who chose to say, Jesus, you're my Lord, poured out for all of us. And so there was one of Jesus. And what a magnificently powerful Jesus that is. Don't hear me wrong. But there is a whole lot more of us still empowered by the same Spirit, still guided by the same Spirit, but with way more reach, much more ability to connect with others than he could. He did it with 12. And with 11 of them, he did really, really well and started the church. But I know there's more of 12 of us here who the Spirit dwells within. I know there's more than 12 of us here because I know there's more than 12 believers in this room. We can do some giant battling together. We can do some life changing together when we partner with Holy Spirit and we partner with God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And as we partner with God and partner with each other, the different giftings that God has given us, both spiritual gifting as well as our, our talents and areas of passion, are what can help each other face these giants. There's some here with a skill for counseling. There are other skills with finances. We have people here who have fought giants of anger and won. There's people skilled with medicine. And there are people who are gifted with faith, with patience, with words of knowledge, with the gift of encouragement. God's Spirit brings help. 
by gifting each of us the beauty of the church. And the greatest opportunity of the church is when we partner with Holy Spirit and we partner with each other. Don't fight your giants alone. Don't sit in silence, paralyzed with fear or anxiety or hopelessness. God didn't give us himself so we would walk around and see ourselves as the underdogs. He gave himself so we could live the best human life he has for us. He gave himself so that we could have life in abundance. Can you guys come up, please, the band? Maybe it's, maybe it's too late for you today to learn that you're not meant to be the underdog in your life. Maybe today you're here and you've been battling a giant and you don't know how it's going to go. Maybe today you're sitting here and you've been battling a giant and you think the giant's won. The giant was too strong. Maybe you've already lost. Because sometimes in our humanness, giants win. Sometimes in our humanness, giants win. We see that in the other part of David's story. The king who read his own press, who started to believe more in himself than in his God. The story of the king who took one of his servants, got his wife pregnant, tried to cover it up, and ended up having the servant killed. That's the other part of David's story that we don't like to talk about in church. Sometimes giants get the better of us. When we do things alone, when we stop listening to God, when we don't partner with each other, what heights David must have climbed to as king, and what depths did David plunge to? If you're on the wrong side of David's story today, don't lose heart and don't plunge to those depths alone. Don't do this journey without partnering with God and partnering with each other. Maybe you're in those depths today. Maybe this time, maybe recently, maybe the giants got the better of you. But there's no depth that God won't go for you. There's no depth that he hasn't already gone for you. And there's no depth that God's people shouldn't go with you either. There's no depth that the church shouldn't go. We'll cover that a little bit more in next week's sermon. There's a little taster. But in the meantime, reach out. Reach up. If you want to come forward for prayer, we have a prayer team here. We have elders here who will pray. There's no shame in admitting where you are at. There's no shame in facing a giant and not knowing what to do. But don't do it alone. The Spirit is with you. The Spirit is inside you. The Spirit is beside you. Partner with God and partner with each other. Let's fight these battles together. Let's pray. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.